Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 141 of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself, Barry Drake. We've got a couple of fantastic guests over the course of the uh, next short while and uh, only one place to start, of course, and that is um, Killing All trainer Jennifer O'Donnell after her amazing success on Saturday night with the other Kobe uh, winning the 2023 Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derbies. Back-to-back um, derbies, of course, for the um, O'Donnell operation and uh, we'll say hello to Jennifer uh, firstly who joins us on the podcast uh, good good uh, morning to you Jennifer morning Barry thanks for having us so look you've had a, I suppose a, a couple of days now for to um, you know take it all in and you know give us give us your thoughts I suppose firstly on you know winning back to back Irish ground derbies on Saturday night um, yeah we've had a couple of days but it still really hasn't sunk in um, it's just been completely surreal. It was a brilliant night there on Saturday night, and it was a great race. And all dogs, to be fair to all connections, were just absolutely super. So, which added to the race itself, without a doubt. And I know from speaking to you, you know, in the past, and I think everyone's aware you always he- held, you know, this, you know, fantastic ground in, in the highest of regard. Yeah, Kobe was always very special to us. Like Born Warrior, when they started off, they were always. They looked the real deal, um, and we just didn't have the luck last year with him, um, with the derby and then different injuries and sickness throughout the years. So this year he had his year. He matured a good bit as well over the winter. Yeah, without a doubt. And I actually remember speaking to you, um, I think it was back in May, of course, you came down to Curraheen Park with, with the other Kobe, and we were just kind of struggling even to get out of the race, you know, a good race for him on a Saturday night. So there's always kind of plenty of ups and downs, but, um, you know, he he really has, you know, delivered so many, you know, stunning performances over the course of the year. He has. Look, he kind of, we aimed him at select stakes, and then he went to champion stakes, and we just kept him to one-off races here and there throughout the year just keep him taking over with the main aim being the Derby then because Derby was on earlier in the summer this year compared to last year yeah and of course look it all started off you know um, so well in the Derby you know winning winning his opening round and you know they, they, I know and we'll be speaking to Aidan shortly he, he reflected on the, the, the scary um, second round because it looked for all money that he was going to you know maybe bow out of the competition after you know such a poor start for, for the other Kobe because he's always you know you can set your watch by him yeah, look, the second round, he missed a break, and but he dug deep. He really, really battled hard to get himself through. Um, and it was that night that he got his bit of luck. The following week, he ran well again. <coughs> Didn't actually ping out, but when he went to go up the inside of Wellmet, he just couldn't get his run. And then come to quarterfinals, he was really, really starting to come into himself. Yeah, he sure was that um, sensational performance, twenty nine fifteen, and you know followed up with a twenty nine fifty eight performance in the semi final. And you know, tell us, um, just just I suppose, give our listeners, you know, a, a small bit of you know education and you know how, how challenging is is the week, the f- final week, of course, final week and stuff like that. Is it nervous and you know anxious anxious moments? Um, the final week itself, it's a week to enjoy. At that point, you're there. What's meant to be will be at that stage. The hardest is to get to the final. Um, his final week, he had a great week. He just kept to his normal routine, and he was just very well in himself. 
Yeah, and of course, look to come out and and, and put on that unbelievable performance in you know the the biggest race of his career to to produce some you know uh, to to do that because you know I think many people thought maybe the previous week was it was he getting a small bit tired but you know it really was um, a special training performance to to get him in poor perfect condition you know flash from the boxes and you know pull away down the back straight and hold on to win in twenty nine eleven the fastest um, Irish Greyhound Derby winner that must be so satisfying for yourself and all connected to your kennel. Yeah, look, we're a small operation with race dogs. We only keep eight to ten race dogs a year at the most. So for the whole team, myself, my mother, my husband, John, um, it's it was a dream come true. So it was. It's really, to be honest, it really hasn't sunk into anyone. Yes. Tell us about the celebrations. Uh, we celebrated on Saturday night. We, myself and John, didn't make it home from Dublin. Mam and Co. We got home, I'd say, about two o'clock um, with my cousins. So um, we we really celebrated hard. Exactly. Look, that's what it's all about. And um, you know, for for yourself, Jennifer, like the the last two years must be kind of fairy tale stuff to to win your first your your first Irish Ground Derby and to follow up, you know, so quickly because as we all know, it's so hard to win. Look, derbies are hard to win. It's completely, we've just been very lucky. Um, we've had these, everything that we race, we've bred from the time they've been born here, they've been reared here, they've schooled, and we've kept them true to racing. Um, we don't keep many race dogs, so for it to happen two years in a row, it's just completely unbelievable. Yeah, it sure is. And then finally, before we finish up, uh, Jennifer, um, what's the plan going forward now for the other Kobe? Um, the plan is still to be decided so it is so he's having a well-earned rest and um, plenty of uh, attention and he's going to enjoy enjoy his moments and he'll uh, we'll come up with a plan over the next couple of weeks with him yeah all sounds uh, very good look we look forward to um, following his progress going forward he really was a most deserving winner um, you know after his performances in the derby he was the star of the competition once again Jennifer congratulations to you uh, to your husband John your man Francis and all connected with your kennel and um, it was great to highlight it here t- today on the podcast thanks so much for joining us no problem. Thank you, Barry. Now we're going to say hello to one of the uh, joint owners um, of the um, the other Kobe, uh, part of the the winning team there after that sensational performance um, in Saturday night's final of the uh, Boyle Sports Irish Ground Derby. Of course, won by uh, the other Kobe, and um, we're going to welcome Aidan uh, Walsh now to the uh, Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast. Aidan, thanks for joining us. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. Uh, no problem. Um, I look forward to, to to speaking to you. Yeah, and of course, listen. I suppose you've you've been kept busy, of course, um, no doubt. Over the after the, the the success on Saturday night, I know you've done a couple of uh, interviews as well. So you're you're well drilled and, and and ready for the the big big appearance on this podcast. Ah yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, look, it's 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 great to be asked to to to, to talk after winning a race like Saturday night. I mean, it was uh, it was so special. Um, you know, there's so many stories to the, the the success in terms of you know how the dog came to be our dog, as it were, and uh, and uh, all, you know, there's always a good story behind these things. But uh, uh, the dog is is just exceptional, really. I mean. It's hard to describe him the way that he he, he wins his races, you know. Yeah, exactly. Look, we, we'll get to that shortly. Just, I suppose, um, firstly, Aidan, you know, give us um, our, our listeners maybe a small bit of background um, on yourself and, you know, maybe your your first introduction to the sport all those years ago. 
Well, I mean, I can remember back to days when, when my father and, and uncles would be heading off to Hardell's Cross. Uh, I think probably the first dog track I was in would have been Newbridge, but uh, Chapel is it on a Sunday night. There's not many people will probably remember that, um, but there was uh, there was a I suppose they call it a flapping a flapping meeting because dogs that would have won in Newbridge or Harold's Cross or whatever would all be running in Chapel Hill on a Sunday night with a different name, and I remember the dog that that we were involved with was uh, called Lily White, which of course was the Kildare the Kildare colours, and we being Kildare people and been wrapped up in football as well you know so uh, yeah I've been going to the dogs <laughs> and probably people would say I've gone to the dogs long ago but <laughs> we've been going to the dogs for a long time yeah uh, very, so. very good and it's always been it's always been with my father and uncles they've always had uh, a few dogs uh, at home there's always a few dogs around the place but of course in those days the greyhounds sort of ran around the, the farmyard or whatever they weren't necessarily treated like the special animals they are today, you know. Yeah, exactly. And uh, any kind of notable success before Saturday night's big win over the years? Ah, uh, yeah, we had uh, we had uh, Curry Hills Fox in the in the in the Derby final in '84. Uh, not successful, obviously. And then he went on and uh, broke the track record in Dunmore Park, which was held by I'm Slippy for quite a few years. He absolutely smashed that he was a very very fast dog and his little brother was a dog called Coriel's Brute and he got to the final of the Laurels he was he was a favourite short price favourite in the final of the Puppy Derby having won all the heats through uh, he was a very fast dog and went to Australia and was a very successful stud dog out there uh, they were both by Bold Worker Derby winner out of Lemon Soda that was a very well-known uh, brood bitch belonging to Brownstown and Kerry. So, yeah, we, we've had we had fair taxes in more recent times. We, oh, yeah, he was a very talented greyhound as well. Yeah, beat a short head in the final of Scottish Derby. Scottish Derby, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we've, we've, we've had some, some, some really good dogs over the years. And I know from uh, just speaking to you off air as well, you've been you know a fantastic supporter in terms of sponsorship as well over the course of the last couple of decades. Tell us more about that. Yeah, well, the business you see that I'm in is the wool business. I've been in the wool business uh, all my life and started Texas in 1972. And Paddy Cox, God rest him, who I'm nearly sure he was chairman of Board Nagan at that time, he sold his wool to us, and that was a considerable amount of wool they used to have uh, at that time. But PJ Cox. <laughs> persuaded me to sponsor uh, a race or a, a stake and it started out uh, as I always said it, it would have to be a puppy stake and it it finished up as one of the best puppy stakes in the country and it's uh, it's um, you know how things turn around Matt O'Donnell won it I think on two or three occasions uh, and all the top dogs I can remember you know Miles Apart I think was one of the first ones in Shamrock Sailor Shamrock Point they would have been Jeremy Kennedy dogs. It was, you know, um, derby dogs. Uh, uh, it became a very good stake. But I said after 45 years to Bordenagon, I thought I had I made my contribution. And uh, so we had a, a, a final night in uh, was it 2019, I think it was, uh, that we had a, uh, the last uh, sponsorship. And... Um, yeah, so we've yeah we've 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 been involved with, with the Graham uh, all all along. Yeah, yeah fair, and, fair. 
Yeah, fair play. That's absolutely brilliant. And uh, tell us, Sam, how did you um, come about getting involved with the uh, the uh, feature winner, the the other Kobe? Um, you know, we, we'll touch on the performance uh, shortly, but just tell us, um, yeah. you know, how you got involved in this great dog. Yeah, well, well David Lestrange, uh, who's a friend of mine for many, many years also, but not through greyhounds, through horses. And uh, we started a partnership in, in horses together. He had horses back in, in the years with, with Martin Pipe and different trainers. And uh, he was sort of out of the game a little bit uh, for a while. And he, 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 I got in touch and he, he said he'd like to have shares with us. And we, we did. And we're reasonably successful at that end. And uh, he said that his uncle, Brian, who was Brian Clare, uh, who... Was uh, always had a, a greyhound, um, and uh, he, his wife died, and he was on his own. And David said he'd like to maybe get a greyhound to give him an interest. So uh, that's that's what planted the seed, which is a very kind thought on his part. Uh, and I sort of said, well, you know, if, if we're going to go and buy a dog, we better buy something that's you know, that's able to run on Saturday nights anyway. And uh, I enlisted the help of Teddy Hagerty, who you probably know very well. And uh, I, I can't remember exactly how long it was after I rang him and asked him about finding a dog for me. He came back. It was quite a bit anyway. And he came back and he said that he thought he found a dog that could win a derby. He wasn't saying that he would win a derby, but he said his splits are such that he could be a dog to win a derby. So that's what started it. And... Um, he put me in touch with uh, Jennifer, and uh, Jennifer obviously wanted to keep the greyhound in her kennels, and we said well, that would be part of the arrangement, that the dog would be staying with her anyway, wouldn't be going to, because I think she had some offers from overseas. So that was where it started, and we, we, we finalised the deal, and um, the rest, as they say, is history. It's It's been it's been one, uh, one hell of a ride with this dog, because, I mean, He's very, very fast greyhound. Yeah, look, it's it's a wonderful um, story, and you know, like I suppose any greyhound, there's been plenty of ups and downs. We're we're all familiar with the story, of course, when it didn't go to plan in last um, year's opening round. But you know, one thing I've noticed, I suppose, you know, um, over over the years, um, Aiden is, you know, often I think the best dog of the competition doesn't go on to win the final, but that wasn't the case, thankfully, this year. Um, you know, probably a bit patchy in, in the opening you know maybe you know a couple of rounds but you know from the quarter final on he really was the, the star of the competition and a poor perfect p- performance on Saturday night he was a most deserving uh, champion yeah I, I think probably the the, the the race of his life was the night that he he, he missed the break totally and he was 100 to 1 going round the first bend I mean he was he was just giant last and I mean I was ready to say that's the end of that and he just took off down the back straight. And that just showed the determination. This dog, you know, he had matured and he was stronger again. And so he, he, he got through. And that was about the only time that I was ever doubting that he would win it, to be honest, because um, all his sectional times and, and stuff are blinding, you know. I mean, and I know that people say, well, he doesn't get 550. But sure, if he was if he was able to stay going at that speed for five fifty, I mean, it'd, it'd be unreal, you know. You, you can't you can't have all the times that he's doing and uh, 
and be, be 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 strong at the finish, you know. Yeah, without a doubt, sure. we all see him in action. We were we were lucky enough to. Uh, yeah, everybody will admit that he, he's got much stronger this year. He's he's, he's definitely a stronger, uh, and I, you know maybe I'm mad, but I think he knows now how to win. You know, he wants to win, and uh, um, he's he's definitely a very proud dog, I'd say. Without a doubt, he treated us to a wonderful performance, although it did get close in the finish down in Cork one night when he um, set sizzling uh, fractions up front. It really was one of the performances of the year. Millridge Bryce, of course, was closing them down there, a strong 600-yard dog. But just back to the final, um, Aidan, tell us uh, how, how did the celebrations go and how special was it to win the big one? Well, look, I mean, you know, the whole week up to us, you're trying to keep the lid on everything and I have to say that Jennifer, a lovely, lovely girl, she's, you know, she was so cool and so calm. She wasn't in the least bit getting, outwardly anyway, getting uptight. We chatted. We didn't talk very much, to be honest. Uh, I would have the attitude that the trainer makes the calls and they decide, you know, what's what. And there's no point in ringing them up and denying them. You know, did the dog eat up today or did he not or whatever, you know. So, but she was, you know quietly confident about this. Actually, great faith in him, I have to say. Uh, even when maybe there might have been a bit of a, a bit of a waver with some of us that we thought, oh God, you know, uh, especially that time after he he, uh, he he definitely stayed. He stayed in the box, I think, for about five or six lanes when, when it opened. And but anyway, it, it, it was that week was you know I'm involved with the GA and Clane and all the lads. And 60, the, the senior team and the minor team arrived up the, for, for the night and had a, a party. And, of course, they all bagged the dog. And, uh, it was more a chat amongst the, the the pals and that during the week. You know, fellas ringing or sending messages, you know, the best to look. And a lot of the people that we would be involved with, horses and that would be. Yeah, so there was a, there was a hell of a lot of people uh, attached to us and David David Lestrange who uh, was the man who actually you know behind the whole uh, buying of the dog as it were I just found the dog and you know we said right well, we'll, we'll have a piece of the dog as well but uh, he was uh, you know he was more probably uptight about it because he's, he's only ever had one greyhound and he's won the derby <laughs> he kept saying to me during the week is that possible you could just have one greyhound and win the derby you know yeah it's remarkable really that happened and it, it was remarkable. And uh, um, when I met him, uh, we watched the race in different places. You know where people are superstitious to watch races in different places. Even Karen, my wife, she watched it in a different place. So as soon as the race was over, I met uh, David, and he was absolutely in floods of tears. He said, I do I do the feet real well, but he said, I can't handle success. And, uh, yeah, it was very emotional then to the thing to have come through. You know, there's always things that you you know you think my brother sent a message uh, dad he must have been <laughs> organising this race you know because my father was a big man for greyhounds and that and he passed on and stuff so it was a lot you know all of those sort of things and then of course I was met by a, a throng of clean footballers and management when we went down and you know it, it was great it was great yeah, it sure, it sure was. Look, um, it's a wonderful story, and you know, as I said, um, you know, it's not often I think the the right dog goes on to win win the final, but uh, it certainly was was the case here on on, on Saturday night. And you know, finally, before we um, finish up, Aidan, we'll be wishing, you, of course, continued success in in the world of greyhound racing. I know, I know, it's early doors, but have you any thoughts where where we might see him next? 
but we don't. And and the only thing that Jennifer said, he's definitely going to have a long rest, and that's for sure. Uh, because, I mean, the one thing about the, the Derby is that, that that six weeks of of you know qualifying and getting up and down again, it takes an awful lot of doing. I mean, it takes a dog with a lot of stamina, um, apart from speed, and, and so yeah, he needs he needs uh, he needs a break now, you know, because I think uh, Jennifer said it after the quarter final when he ran that twenty nine fifteen. I mean, that was absolutely blistering, and uh, she said, you know, he was a tired dog. Yeah, he was a tired dog, but he he he. he you know, he got himself back to the semi-final, and I mean, he really flew. I mean, there was never a question of doubt once the traps went up on on Saturday night. I, I, I you know, I, I didn't have any jitters because once he was in front, going around the first bend, I thought it'd be a hell of a job to catch him. Yeah, sure was. Look, as I said, um, you know, a, a most deserving winner and um, a fabulous night and a great advertisement once yeah. again for a sport in Shelburne on Saturday night. Yeah, well, I, I honestly think that, you know, Jennifer has done a marvellous job with this dog. You know, she really has. And uh, I think all the credit should go to her. I mean, we're just we're just looking on, you know. Yeah, very well said. Look, we'll, we'll leave it at that, um, Aidan. And uh, we must, much appreciate you taking your time out to, to join us on the podcast. It was great to reflect on, you know, such a magnificent story. And uh, once again, congratulations to yourself and, and all involved. And wherever we see him next, uh, we certainly can't wait to see the other Kobe back in racing action. Thanks a million. Now, moving on to our next uh, guest on this week's uh, bumper edition of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast. We're going to welcome Darren Hogan, of course, uh, one of the uh, main men, of course, at uh, Curraheen Park Greyhound Stadium. And uh, firstly, uh, Darren, uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Lovely, Barry. Thanks for having me. Of course, look, a very busy time of the year now upcoming at uh, Curraheen Park. And I'm sure it's a great place, I suppose, to be involved in and working hard over the course of the last couple of months. A lot of, you know, great things going on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Barry, look, in fairness, uh, as you said, laurels and stuff coming up now. Uh, the Barclay Stakes starting Friday week, laurels starting Saturday week. Um, you know, uh, with the supporters club and everything, you know, everything has been full steam ahead, as they say, uh, for the last couple of months. Um, you know, again, the supporters club have been absolutely phenomenal uh, in the work that they've done. Work that they've done. Um, you know, to get some of the some of the the, the lower grade uh, stakes and races out. Um, you know, we can't thank them enough, um, and we look forward to to building on it going forward. Yeah, all sounds uh, very good, um, Darren. And uh, look, I suppose before we get into um, you know the the Casco Derby and the other upcoming big big events, um, you've been involved in Curraheen Park now for um, you, I'm sure you'll tell us how long. But uh, tell us how that all started. I know you come from a, a greyhound background, so it's something you know you're you're a big fan of the sport, no doubt, over the years. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So I suppose from I suppose the age of five or six, uh, my dad had dogs uh, with Tommy Ryan uh, just outside Nina. Um, uh, Tommy since passed away, but um, you know, going out there, giving them a hand, you know, at five or six, you know, I probably wasn't much help, probably more of an inconvenience than anything else. But um, it was great to, it was great to to be involved. Um, I suppose that's where it all kicked off from. Um, had a couple of dogs myself down the years, nothing spectacular, no no classic to my name, unfortunately. Um, but you know, tried to give a hand where I could uh, along the way, um, and then I suppose. As the years went on, um, I suppose a, a, a deeper love and understanding kind of came for him, and I suppose it was always, it was always a dream, I suppose, to 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 take over um, uh, as a 
race manager somewhere along the way. Um, but I suppose the a development opportunity came up um, here at Curraheen Park as a racing support officer. Um, and I said, sure, you know, what, what have I to lose by going for it? Um, and I started here on the 1st of December 2021. So uh, coming up in two years now. Yeah, fantastic. And I know from speaking to Brian and all the lads, you know, at Curraheen Park, and I suppose working with you closely over the over the last um, couple of years, you've you've done Trojan work, and and I'm sure it's something you know you're really enjoying you in doing. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, I didn't. I suppose at the start, I wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into, but you know, it's 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 I suppose it's really come to hand now at the moment. Um, so we're we're fairly we're fairly uh, fairly good to go. Yeah, very good. And, um, you know, as I said, look, exciting times ahead. And just in terms of the um, Casco A1 Derby, um, it's been fantastic racing over the course of the, the last couple of weeks, Darren. Absolutely. Very, the last four weeks have been super. Uh, we've the final now this Saturday night. Uh, again, massive thanks to, to Casco for their sponsorship. Um, I know you had Matthew O'Leary on the, the podcast there a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, they came on board quite fast, you know, to, to his very last minute. Um, we're delighted to have him um, and as I said culminating in a super final this weekend Yeah that's it look it's um, going to be a, a fantastic build up to the uh, Laurels uh, the following week but uh, we'll touch on the Casco Derby um, final of course uh, A1 Derby 6,000 euros to the winner on a Saturday night and that's uh, going to be the showpiece event there at the uh, Cork Circuit and uh, just a quick word I suppose in each of the finalists we'll start with trap number one Mendelssohn uh, for Jared Hutton and uh, trainer Tommy O'Donovan Darren uh, been hitting the crossbar in in recent weeks but uh, got his head in front last week in good style he did he did as you said yeah Barry hit, hit the crossbar um, you know came away cleanly enough last last Saturday night um, was was heavily tracked down by by the, the strike at Alice Pitch um, she's, she's she's in six in the final um, but yeah as you said got, got his head across the line uh, when it mattered um, again won't be far away uh, come Saturday night either yeah, for sure. Moving on to trap number two, the star of the competition. You know, he came in as to the event as definitely one of the, the leading fancies uh, coming from the Graham Holland uh, Riverside Kennels, um, owned by the Pillar Syndicate, um, who were always producing fast uh, greyhounds. Jack Tavern Bolt, unbeaten so far in the event, and you know has been, delivered sensational performances over the course of the last couple of weeks. Twenty-eight, thirteen last week, Darren. Yeah, super, super. Um, in fairness, he's found his trapping boots now. The last two runs, three twenty-five and three twenty-six splits. Um, again, three twenty-five and June twenty-eight, fifteen, and then last week three twenty-six, uh, winning by seven and a half lengths uh, in twenty-eight, thirteen. Um, you know, big things to come for 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 this dog, I'm sure. Without a doubt. Moving on to trap number three, that's uh, owned by the Creamer Dreamer Syndicate, uh, trained locally by Pat Kiley. De Gonzo has put on some good performances, and I'm sure connections will be delighted to be in the final. Absolutely. Um, again, can can come away from traps. Um, you know, got. Met his match, I suppose, the last week um, in in terms of Jack Tavern balls, but stayed on stoutly. Um, again, done, had had done twenty eight sixty five, you know, but again, won't be won't be far away. Yeah, that's number three. The Gonzo trap number four, Rebel Ocean, who's got a fantastic strike rate uh, since winning on debut around Yall. Now in the care or since in the care of of Karen Lynch, owned by Vincent O'Keefe and for my, and when he does it right, he's pretty good. Absolutely, yeah. The first of Kieran's runners. Um, you know, has has twenty eight fifty three on his card. You know, can can easily pop out as well. Um, I wouldn't care to be in the middle of 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 the, the four dogs going to the bend because whatever whatever creeps around in front, the rest of them are going to have a lot to do. Kieran's dog in three thirty two of a split the last night. Um, it, you know, 
shows shows that he can go to the bend with with the top company. Um, you know whether or not you know he he can continue that that run of form. You know remains to be seen Saturday. Yeah, very well said. Trap number five, Bartlemy Droopy. Um, just a December puppy. She's won three out of five. She's got twenty eight thirty nine in her card, and um, you know whatever happens here on Saturday night, she's got a big big future ahead. Absolutely, a very exciting prospect. I'm sure we'd all love to have her at home. Um, you know, had two runs ago, three twenty eight of a split. Um, won by five and a half lengths. Again, career best twenty eight thirty nine. Um, you know the future is definitely bright here. Um, I would I'd love to see her. I'd love to see her go for the laurels. Um, might come a bit soon for her, but you know, all depends how she comes out of Saturday night. Yeah, definitely. She's owned, of course, by Lee Mannix and uh, Patrick Point. And on to the uh, final of or the final of the six finalists, of course, is trap number six, Strike at Alice. Um, it's another big final for a young local trainer, Ryan McCarthy, Strike at Alice. And, um, you know, she's got huge uh, finishing speed and a uh, very talented lady. Absolutely. Again, uh, we'll, be, we'll be there or thereabouts going around the bend. And if there's any trouble in the race, you, you know, you can... You can have any amount of money on her to, to come home strong. You know, challenged on the run in the last night, uh, staying on very, very well over her last couple of runs. Um, you know, if I was to have an each way, an each way bet, I think that's that, that's her to be going and strike it, Alice. Yeah, look, she looks certain to be in the frame later on. Look, that's going to be a fantastic race. Can't wait uh, for that on Saturday night, of course. That is the final of the A1 Casco Derby, 6,000 euros to the winner. Finally, before we finish up, uh, Darren, look, we'll move on to the uh, Bart Leahy Memorial uh, competition. This is always a wonderful stake, and uh, just give us a bit more information on that. Yeah, um, so the Bart Leahy stake starts on Friday week, uh, the night before the first round of the Laurels. Um, uh, currently, 10,000 euros to the winner. Uh, it was 5,000 last year, so massive thanks to to the friends and supporters of Cork Greyhound Racing who canvassed um, from near and far um, and then with, with the help of the board uh, we got it up to 10,000 euros uh, we're hoping for hopefully 60 runners uh, which will take up the bulk of that card uh, Friday week Yeah, just remind us again of the grade of that stake yeah, uh, sorry, it's an A2525. Yeah, perfect, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's going to be an unbelievable uh, competition once again this year. And moving on to the big one, of course, um, you know, the uh, Bear One Racing on board this year alongside the friends and supporters of Cork Greyhound Racing. Um, all, eyes will, all eyes now will turn to the uh, the classic, or, or big derby down here, uh, the Laurels, so, uh, you know, and the, and the draw coming up as well. So it's going to be just a, a, you know, an amazing couple of weeks. Absolutely, again, uh, massive thanks to, to Bar One for coming on board with us. Um, it was a it was a lot of work. Um, I suppose a good bit of time in the making um, with Bar One. Um, but look, it's great to have them on board now. Um, we have we're, we're hoping for seventy two entries on that. Um, I suppose now, now that the Derby is over, you know we might see some of the some of the top class dogs that ran around Shelburne on Saturday night come down. Um, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, entries are are they're, they're filtering through. Um, at the moment, and we have to draw on Monday night at 7pm. We have our doors open from 6 o'clock. Uh, all are welcome, and the draw will be made by Racing Post columnist Johnny Deneen. Uh, so, again, everyone is welcome to that. Yeah, very, very much looking forward to that. And as you said, look, everyone welcome, and, you know, come out and, and support it, because it, you know, really adds to it, and, you know, the, the excitement and the build-up, so the more that's there, the better. Exactly, exactly, Barry, yeah. Fantastic, Darren. Look, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, to join us on the podcast and uh, we'll be keeping you on your toes uh, with plenty of interviews over the course of the uh, couple of weeks for the Laurels. Uh, so stay tuned uh, for that. And uh, once again, thanks for joining us on the podcast. No, Oscar, Thanks for having me. 
Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.